What is up, people? We are back. We are here. It is Where's the Remote. Alex is here, and we have an amazing guest today. He is the man. It is my day one from college, Damien motherfucking Pisano. Damien, what's good, homie? It's Everything's good, and it's an honor to be on Where's the Remote Podcast. That was a More super excited. sad clap, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, wait, right, wait. I'm glad to. All right, let's try again. Yeah. Go. Woo. <laughs> All right. Um, Damien, so I'm going to try to start something new with our guests today. Okay. We'll start with you. Well, I guess we kind of did with Jordan, but we'll maybe make it a tradition. So I'm going to ask every time we have a new guest on the show mm-hmm. um, it, one question. And the question is going to be if you were in a movie about yourself as a biopic, who would play you? And what genre would it be? Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with Henry Cavill. We're gonna need to get him some brown contacts, oh, and it would have to, it would be yeah, a it. it would be a drama with a, a drama it. with a little bit of comedy action flair, but it needs to be well written because it, I'm not I'm not going for a blockbuster pick. This needs to be dominated. Fire, yo, David okay. had it locked In the down. Bag, yeah. He had it. Locked and loaded. Well, what's locked yours? What's yours? Are you guys both answered that question well, we on the last podcast? Yeah, real Listen quick. Listen to Brian last was... week's to find out, people. Fuck no, you, okay. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it was a comedy, like a classic Judd Apatow style comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, yours was a horror movie starring. It not uh, a horror movie. It's Ryan starring... Reynolds. Oh. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds in a comedy with serious S- elements. Big sexy. Yeah, big sexy Canadian. You want to talk to you? Got Superman. You got fucking Superman. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not even on the. He's not even from the New World, man. That man's uh from the UK. At least Ryan Reynolds closer to home. I guess. So you're you're talking a Judd Apatow style movie. I feel like I'm I'm going for some David Fincher esque. Well, you love David Fincher. I do. I do. We'll spend a whole podcast roasting the fuck out of David Fincher. (laughs) Nah. We talked about that a little bit, Alex. I don't remember bit. if that was on the we'll test get... episode or if that was on like the first episode. I kind of dig that thriller vibe, though. You know, it it it, it blends like tension and uh, drama together. I well. love good thrillers, but I don't think David Fincher is the best at making thrillers. I think yeah. I think Denis Villeneuve is way better. Oh, well, okay. nah, David Fincher has some gems, dog. He does have some gems. And but Denis Villeneuve he, it's like, doesn't. He is the generic like Alex. You've never even seen Zodiac. That's yeah, but I've seen fucking seven fight club and fight club and gone girl who'd you talk about all, all, all of which are really really well done zodiac is, is arguably his zodiac, best movie, zodiac is arguably his best movie that's a masterpiece jake gyllenhaal we're talking about jake gyllenhaal. where's the sound coming from which one of you not me damien what's going on i don't know they're playing a movie really loud outside so damien the reason we wanted to get you in here today because we had a really big movie event this past week we want to get you in here to talk about that event is i sound like pretty happily you know what i mean like the story of this event is i am talking on the news right now like um but uh no we saw it too this weekend it chapter two came out this weekend um long-awaited sequel from andy machete's first outing uh with the it franchise uh bill skarsgård is back again as pennywise um We've been waiting for this movie for a long time. Um, so, Alex, quickly, thoughts on the movie? Give me one sentence. Uh, I was very let down, but I, I still enjoyed parts of it. Sad boy. Damien, hit me with it. Yeah, I would say I enjoyed it as well. I don't see, I don't feel like I was as let down as Alex sounds, but I uh, I like the first movie better, but this was a fun movie as well. I think the first movie did a I, few things better. I agree. I agree. I thought the tone was like 
better in the first movie. I felt like this one got very campy, but I, I definitely like this movie a lot. Definitely more than both of you, it seems. The first movie is better in literally every single regard. Uh, this movie's incredible. I'm trying so, to think if there's anything I liked better about this movie. It's than the so first. I mean, dark in multiple shots. Like, it was terribly shot. Chung Chung Hoon is unbelievable. Here's the thing. They lost the editor and the writer, one of the writers, Kerry Fukunaga, from the first It, and the the absence is very much felt. The editing is is out there, makes no sense half the time. We'll get to that in a little bit. Okay, and it's yeah. just I, a very, I want to talk about that as well. I do like I think it's that... very poorly pieced together. Yeah. And, it, for the, and the fact that it's three hours makes it feel even worse. I didn't mind that. I felt like linear, like obviously we're going to get into spoilers today, but I felt like it made sense, like the direction it was going. Like, okay, you got them all coming back. The problem is, is that I feel like people felt like, you know, it's a lot of like, oh, this is what's happening to this character. And then right after this is what's happening to this character. And that, you know what I mean? Like, and it feels yeah, like, no. but like, that's how the movie has to be. You know what I mean? The first 30 minutes are, are useless. How so? It's literally the same thing over and over again. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's Mike. Like, all right, I have a family and a job. I can't really be coming back to a place that I don't remember. Well, that we have well. to get into it. What's a better way of introducing our six main characters? Listen, I'm not Stephen King. I'm not out here writing it, That's but I'm just I'm saying, saying, like, what's a better delivered. way? What's a better way of doing that? Here's a problem that I have. Let's hear this, with the movie. this fucking problem you have. It doesn't really take into account the fact that like yo these are adults like it never really dives into their adult lives like yo what did any of them tell their spouses or their jobs i don't think like that's their true. i don't think you okay first of all do you really care like, why doesn't it well i mean it's kind of, yo like what are they gonna tell eddie's wife you know what i mean like he just disappeared yeah. in maine well, and now he's not coming back that's yeah. true and also it was like he, he's like he didn't want to talk to her in the car and then he immediately gets the phone call from Maine. he's like i'll pick this up though and then he gets in the car yeah well yeah, he like, clearly doesn't but, like her yeah i mean it's interesting bill bill's wife is on camera i believe isn't she on set when they they yeah. meet and yeah, she's a yeah. bitch too yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's like the whole love triangle as well between the. Uh... Yeah, I think it's. Oh yeah, he totally cheats on his wife. Well, no, he doesn't. He makes out. Does he? But like, no, they, makes don't. Out they do not make out in that movie. Are they not about? They're about to, but they don't. But they don't. Damn, uh, he would have thrown down the hammer. Oh no, his wife what? would be pissed regardless. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys see that? Bill was going you for saw it. that uh, the woman who plays Eddie's wife is the same actress <clears throat> who played Eddie's mom in the first movie. That's yeah, fucking really like. weird. Well, it's it's obviously to make some sort of statement about how. Okay, see, I, I thought know. that because yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think Eddie's well, because Eddie's mom is actually in the movie later, right? In one of his uh, episodes, I guess. Yeah, like a flashback. And yeah. I thought I recognized the voice from earlier. I did not realize that. I guess. Yeah. Then maybe they wanted they they probably had her off screen Yo. purposefully so they could use the voice of <laughs> Eddie's mom to portray his wife. You know? So, dude, that. Well, let me ask you a question because we saw a lot of different um, – like a lot of different like visions, I guess we'll call them, and like different things that were fucked up and scary in various ways. Which one was like the most memorable, maybe the most scary to you guys? All right. The Paul Bunyan one is creepy. What, that one had me fucking jumping, dude. I was scared. I know your secret. That shit was fucked up. Um, hmm. I don't know. That was really good. I'm trying to do I think that. Ones. 
that one incorporates a little more of like a little like it incorporates a lot of depth as to like what like i like how each episode each character is like wrestling with their fear and it like yeah tries to tap into something deep with like central to their like anxieties or like their their like weakness as a person well that's what I, i think is the most compelling thing about it as a character is that the idea of it um is that it taps into your most personal fears and you know we have to see each person you know sort of go through their own personal hell i guess to make it like impactful i guess to make us care about the characters and i think they did a good job you know see i also disliked that whole segment you didn't i enjoyed them like them finding their artifacts or whatever i enjoyed them individually as like yo these are all like super psychologically just like like these are all messed up like yo this is crazy i liked how each like creature or like nightmare looked to them but it just became very repetitive and like it's That's all a- like it didn't dive in anymore I- than what the first movie told us what they were afraid of you know well, what i mean i was like- thinking so you know how you said the first 30 minutes of the movie seemed almost useless like it was like repeating the same bit kind of over and over again yeah i almost think that structure followed through like you were talking about the editing i think it went like almost in a similar sense it went after that after they all come together and they have to heart their artifacts it breaks up each character on their own goes through a scenario that like takes them through some like deep fear that they have and it makes sense and it's like it's good for character development but it seems very fragmented and it also seems a similar structure of like five or six different sections of the same kind of 10 to 15 minute scenario playing out in different forms like yeah okay but like it's that and then like with a flashback dude, thrown in. like i agree that it was very formulaic but what's a better way of doing that Okay, well, I mean, watch the first one. What are they just? No, but what am I like? What are they each gonna cut out? Like, I th- like that's the meat of the movie, right? Now, right there. Like the first one, it was happening. Like they were all in that the house. But what and, I'm like, saying, one was in one room, I'm, and it was all happening concurrently, as opposed but to a like big part of this movie, this, Alex, this, this. is that they all come back to Derry and experience this shit again as adults. So naturally, it's gonna feel kind of repetitive because similar things are happening to them 27 years later. But that's the meat of the movie. What better, what, like, what would you, like, what, you'd rather they just cut that all out or did it for, like, just one character? No, you're, you're saying, just, you're, you're talking about it, you're talking about it being repetitive as, like, the because of the homage or, like, the, the having it be comparable to the structure of the first movie, but, like, literally within this, it, chapter two itself. I get it that it was repetitive. Insane, so, that, like, so that's my question, though, is, like, what would you rather them do? Like, just do it for just Bill and, like, Beverly and, like, that's it? Or, like... No, just, like, dive deeper into it. Like, explore it more. So you want the I movie to be even like, longer? Like, no, like, there's nothing that I learned in this Look, movie that I didn't already know in the first one. You didn't know Richie was gay in the first and one. And they're they're adults. There's you a didn't whole know Richie other was gay layer. In the first one. Oh, I knew. I knew. You didn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> which I actually I liked that little. That was like, a compelling layer to the story. Um, but I think that. Well, like in terms of what they're afraid of. I get that, but I think that also I guess whenever we're discussing something like this, we have to consider the extreme. This is kind of a cop out, but like the extremely dense and long source material that is pretty tough i imagine which to means that the there's screen. much to pull from like you that's not pull- what i'm saying though what i'm saying is it's very tough to like do that and make it you know i mean this movie's long enough as it is you know what i mean you say they should have edited it down even more like that's tough like what would you have taken out like there's elements of the book i haven't read it but from what i understand there's elements of the book that greatly expand on like how each of them like the adults overcome their their like fears that have came back like bill eventually gets over his stutter in the in the end of the novel like as an adult 
see, okay, I don't know and if that you he guys, does it in a certain way. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but was Bill's character like was he stuttering? He wasn't stuttering in the beginning. Okay, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, that, that which I loved. James McAvoy. We got to talk about the acting for a little bit. All right. Um, who was your favorite loser besides Bill Hader? Uh, probably James McAvoy. I liked Eddie. Uh, I liked. I think Eddie, as an adult, embodied the the younger Eddie perfectly. But I think perfect. they all did in a phenomenal. I'd say job. that, but I also don't oh, like I'm, Eddie like as a kid. So I'm like, uh, well, I, I kind of like Eddie as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is some of the best like adult to kid casting I've ever seen. Like it's crazy. Like I was talking to it Alex was unbelievable. Ben. Like, the dude literally just looks like an older, skinnier version of the same person. It's crazy. I think it's a lot about his facial structure. He just looks the same. I don't know that dude's name, but, like, I'd say crazy. Bev, though. Bev would probably Jessica be Jessica Chastain was great as But, yeah, see, I feel like she, she got given nothing. I think she should have been given a lot more as well. I actually agree. Like, I feel like she had nothing to do in this movie. I don't think until, that's like, true at all. she saves Ben. See, I don't think that the depth that they – are trying to portray hit as hard necessarily because of the what they used to like what they used to like add depth to each character i i guess they could have been it could have been a little bit more character building and not so much focus primarily on the scare you know i think it's hard to add depth to that many characters though in an effective way that doesn't feel formulaic like what we were talking about earlier it was just such it's such a ham-fisted way of doing it. Well, like, when they returned to Daria, and okay. Josh was asking what I would have preferred. Like, well, he was asking you what you would have preferred them to do, as opposed to like eat this kind of formulaic, uh, repetitive like structure that we see it to have. I think I I would have preferred if the group dynamic was emphasized a little more, and then it's these experiences that they were going through where they were at least. Maybe not like everybody was there for every single one of them, but I like the group dynamic. I find that to be one of the most endearing uh, elements of the film, and I wish that they were. It wasn't so fragmented once they all returned to Derry again. Like we get that group dynamic. Like we get. Uh, I think we get a fair amount of it, and like especially later in the film, it becomes more central and like it's more on screen stuff like that. But I, I think it was a bit much to go from like that completely in like that fragmented beginning to follow like a basically a, a, another fragmented uh, section of the movie it's like the first hour or so is like almost fragmented i think i guess i don't know i like i said i liked it i found enjoyment do you guys think it was scary or less scary i don't think it was scary i think it was less there scary. was one scary part but like i think overall which part was the scary part in your opinion uh probably the the fun house i didn't think that was that scary I, I just like the him like bashing his head. I didn't think any of it was like crazy scary, but it was it was still very creepy, and there were some good jump scares in this one. See, I didn't get any jump scares really. You just weren't. <laughs> you went in thinking you were gonna hate this no, fucking I movie. Didn't. I said I was gonna come for you. Yes, you fucking did, Alex. You went in and you said you weren't gonna like it. I never said that. I said I was. I was. No, too. I will show you text of me saying I'm still hyped for it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm not pleased by everything. Given everything, a five star. Calm down. Yo, neither am I, son. But I think you went in to there say this is as impressive like. as the first one is is ludicrous. I didn't say that. You gave it the same rating. That. No, I didn't. I gave the first one a four and a half. You gave the first one a four and a half. That is generous. That's that's also a little wild in its own regard, but okay. Yo, Alex, come for my ratings again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, okay. I will pull this podcast over. Here's what what I'm talking about. Like, I think that this movie, and I think this isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially for what this movie is trying to do and like what audiences want out of it. 
it use like the there's there's not a lot of separation between uh, these intense scary moments that the movie is trying to throw at the audience, and I think they're kind of it's they're used maybe they're liberally used and maybe a little too liberally used because I think the weight of these moments is kind of diminished by the fact that you receive so many of them and the tension isn't mm-hmm. really like stressed in between from moment to moment. Like they are stressed, but it's kind of compressed. Like, like I said, like it's, there's like very small windows of time between each moment that tries to, you know, jerk your heart rate up or fucking get you to shake in your seat or something like that. You know what I mean? I think. Alex, can I ask you a question? No, I, w- I want to hear the rest of this because I right, 100% agree. I think and I- one of the best scenes in the movie, like one of the, like at least scenes that I think was in one more well done in, in it too, that like in, in it too, that are more well done actually kind of appeal to less superficial horror tactics like that are like, like jump scares and things like that is when, is the scene with the little girl and it under the bleachers. Yes. And I think it's like that because it, it shows more depth. It shows uh, Pennywise appealing to like a childhood's in a child's innocence and purity and like being ruthless and merciless off off of that like like i think that was like it's like a diabolical like a well-communicated diabolical element it's evil it's very exactly and it's like developed more so than like these these back-to-back almost like 15 20 minute scare skits based on each character you know what i mean it's literally an hour an hour and 20 minutes is the same like it's set up, pay off, and like they. Here's what out. I think, though. Here's what I think. First of all, Alex, I'm gonna come for your neck real quick. You yeah. gave it one a four. I gave it a four and a half. Yeah. Calm down. I'm not some <laughs> fucking wild maniac out here. Third rated. I just happen to like it a little more than you because I'm not a fucking pussy. Anyways, Josh, you jumped it, at ah whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm susceptible to jump scares. Who in this world isn't? What's your next one? My next point is that I haven't read the source material. And I don't think any of you guys have either. I plan on it. I, like, read. <laughs> I never read I anything either. in my life. I can't even read a fucking book. Either way, either way, my point is, is that I think that, fuck, where's it going? Oh, I think that, be, like, in the source material, it's likely that it spends the book, the book spends a lot of time going over these scenarios, like, these individual things, this part that you guys don't like, like, the, the horror skits, as Damien kind of called them, is a good way of putting it. Like, so I think that that's an essential part of the story that needed to be in there. And I'm sure that they go into greater depth. But like you said, like this movie's already three hours long. You want to hear how you trim it down and add in some relevant shit? Get rid of nonsense flashbacks. Like what? How about that? Yo, first of all, a bunch of flashbacks in that movie tell us information that we already know. Like well, they're literally from the first movie, or like yeah, it's literally from the well, first there movie. Are, there were a good amount that added. I thought there to, was some good. Fun. Yeah, they're like I like Second. the uh, the clubhouse, like the underground clubhouse. Let's see. Yeah, here's the thing, like yo. When when did they make that clubhouse, dude? Well, I mean, what's what's the fact is we're watching the first movie. And Do you need them to show you them making that fucking clubhouse. No, but when like where where does that fit in? It just feels like uh, they had a clubhouse, like. That makes no sense. Well, I think it fits. I think it's like it's like because the reality is that a friend group's life exists. Like if they're, if you're gonna believe this group of characters, then like you know that their lives extend beyond the on screen. Right. Like they lived in Gary for a yeah, while. Like they have a, they have a whole they have a whole life and friendship develop between. Them. How did we never see that in the first movie? 
because the first movie wasn't building doing the wrong. fucking like clubhouse, but it happened. But they like, never refer like it doesn't my happen. point is like in terms of timing, like a timetable between the first and second movie, the first movie ends with Beverly leaving. So it's obviously not after the end of it. And the rest of the movie is like the chronicles of them dealing with Pennywise. So when were they like, yo, fuck this clown. Let's go build a clubhouse and hang out and make memories. It's probably before all of that. It's probably No, because it had to have been built it. Yeah, Ben built it. But I think that... When was this all happening? Ben built it? Wait, they weren't all friends before it won? No, Alex, he said that the place was already built, essentially. He just reinforced the But when did he do that? He's passionate about architecture, Alex. He wanted to get... When they needed to meet to kill this clown, and they didn't want to meet at fucking Eddie's house with his mom, they went to the fucking clubhouse. After he got his belly sliced up, he was like, yo, let me go build the rest of this clubhouse Let me go be alone in the forest because I have no fucking It takes your mind off of your bleeding stomach, okay? Everybody needs an outlet. What were they trying to write in his stomach? Henry, it was his name. Henry? Also, well, like that's Henry, his name, Hen- Henry Bowers. Yeah, Henry Bowers. Okay, was there an oh, after? Okay. Was there an after credit scene? Because I didn't stick around for one. No, no. Okay. Also, hang on. Can we talk about how bullies in the eighties were like savages? They were a little more than savages. bullies, bro. <laughs> oh, like, so violent criminals, bro. It, it does not make sense. It does not. Make Dude, it's crazy. The oh. scene with him hiding in the shower or whatever it was, wherever he was in the bathroom. Yo, that was how funny. the fuck did Eddie take that to the face? He did not give a fuck. I think Pennywise yeah, numbed I mean, him, so he like didn't even give a shit. He was like, "Oh, blade to the fucking jaw." Like this is you know, speaking, dude. It was it was in his cheek though. It was yeah, in his cheek. Still, man. Still, I would I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt. Dude, I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt. But like, I the adrenaline would definitely be pumping. Oh, yeah, bro. no, I bet. I'm just Our, speaking of Eddie, I have I have one thing else to say also. I completely feel like Bill Skarsgård was underutilized because 95% of the time it was like it wasn't in the form of a clown. It was a monster, yeah. Well, I also think I, I think he gets his he gets his scenes where he's able to like like where you they actually develop penny like the more nuanced diabolical elements of Pennywise's character like the bleacher scene, that's where yeah. Bill Skarsgård could shine. That and, and like the flashback of him Dude, that no, I think the the three best scenes that the thing with Richie and the thing where he's like peeling off his own fucking skin. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that shit was Wait, fucking where the creepy. Fuck is he peeling off his own skin when when Beverly sees him, and it's like and he's like a human with the big ass head. He paints his face white. Oh, and like scrapes oh, his oh yeah. He's, she, she's okay, yeah. Trailer. No, wait, wait, wait. So like, yeah, she's in the hallway. This is when she visits the old woman, right? Yeah. yeah okay, no. that was. No. Yes, yes, it, it is. is. Yes, oh, it is. is it? It's when she's running away from that okay, guys, from fucking Will Chamberlain right. and naked old lady Ford, like in the hallway. That's yo. That was honestly, I think <laughs> that was the I was the most yeah, well designed. Uh, like, uh, I, I liked that uh, horror visual. That shit was yeah, disgusting. Was Apparently, in the book, she has her dad's, like Beverly's dad's head. Also, Henry, I feel like was just like a weird element of the movie. It was he a weird element, but he's getting in the car, like to his zombie friend, yeah. like yo, drive. Like what? Yeah, no, like where you he, like he's under his bed in the fucking in the insane yeah. asylum, and yeah, like they're just whipping it around. That like, shit scared me too, bro. Those jump scares really got me almost every time. But I also saw the movie in IMAX, and I was very, I was like, 
It was loud. Yeah, I think the I sound. Like, I think ah. the sound almost <laughs> always does infinitely more. I thought the sound design was really good in this movie. You know what the scariest sound That's design in this is? What? What? The fucking. That's your mind, <laughs> Just call me angel. What the hell was that? That was so weird. Why I did not that? think that fit a puking. Yo, I thought whatsoever. I thought something broke. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it just doesn't. Like I said, the movie seems sort of campy. Well, okay, I think that's a perfect example. No, campy. I think that it's almost their their use of comic relief. I get that, like it's like part of it's like an element of these characters, but it seems out of place. I'd say a fair amount so, of times yes. it does seem out. Of Sometimes place. it does. At that point in the movie, that deep in the movie, I do think it was that. Dude, it was yeah. not even that. It was let in the scene. The tone of the scene established on its own. You're like three, four minutes of straight like suspense, tension, like gross yeah. shit, and. It, it, and there was like a way to play a joke off that, off of him getting drenched in the sludge shit without that song playing. I agree, dude. It, it was, was it was like, what? it was weird because it was it followed that format. If guys, I'm thinking of things pretty formulaically right now, but you know how like horror scene will draw the tension out, right? They'll draw the tension out. Everybody's expecting the jump scare. The jump scare kind of comes. It's like there's a pause, and then like right when you let your guard down, it comes again. It's like yeah. that moment where you let your guard down, and there's another jump scare. Is kind of how like the timing of that puking scene worked, except. Instead of like that's that kind of jarring like spike in volume that you usually get, it was this weird, seemingly out of place fucking track that like and they like punched in. Over. It was super odd. It was weird. It was weird. I guess it was a, it was a style choice, right? But like that's like you. Yeah, it, it was definitely you a choice. You and Jordan were definitely dying at that scene. No, I was. I literally said I was what? confused. I was not laughing. I mean, I, I literally was. Yeah, I, I could have laughed through the whole movie if I wanted to, but I wanted to kind of throw that ironic lens down so I could like talk about it in some legitimate way. Because <laughs> if I was the yeah, actual, I the actual best sound moment in this movie, probably my favorite part in the movie, is when Richie when. I guess we're like we're gonna go full spoilers. We already have, but yeah, we are. When Pennywise is a, a giant spider, um, and Richie's like, like fuck you, you clown, and then like it does like the burr, and Bill Hader yeah, just like just levitates a puppet. <laughs> Yo, when the balls, when like the light came out of him, it was like more base, like it was cool. Yeah, it was like the way he just like went to like drop and like became like a lifeless body. Like Bill Hader killed it. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, he did super well. And I mean, then they all roasted Pennywise to death. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, basically. But is that what happens in the book? Um, I think there's other shit that happens as well. Okay. There's, there's, I, I know for a fact a lot of other shit goes. There's down. a lot. There's like, a lot of shit in the book that isn't really. They have another gang. Yeah, they have. Like, after t- yeah, the first movie, after the bang. first it, they do have a gangbang. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, do they have another oh, gangbang? No, no, that'd no. Be, that'd be. Fitting. But like this, the giant like world turtle. Is involved in it. And the what? Yeah, there's a whole like Stephen King thing. Look up well, like the turtle Stephen that King. has the world. On also, speaking of Stephen King, that cameo was fire. No one else knew. I think in my theater, but I literally was. Wait, like, wait, wait! Yo. I did not. What cameo? I have no idea what you're talking about. He's the shopkeeper. That's Stephen King. That's amazing. Yeah. I did not realize. And a lot of people also clown him for his ending sucking, and it like the the shop like he clowns himself in a way. Yeah. In that scene, so it's like super cool. Oh, yeah, because Bill can't write the ending to a book. Yeah. Uh, all in all, to, like, wrap this up, I would say, like, as all the problems I have with this movie, whatever, but, like, one thing I can commend them on is, like, 
this movie is a three-hour horror movie that fully goes for it. Like, they went out there, and, like, I'm very happy that it exists. And it's like, yo, like, you are not seeing movies like this often. So I'm very happy that it went balls to the wall. Like, we're just going to get Stephen King weird with it. I I so think every visual that they went for, they killed. And I think they went for a lot of them. And I uh, I admire the fact that they did so much so well. But I do think that like using it that liberally like reduce some of the the impact of you know each scene. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So all right, to wrap it up, uh, I'll start with Damien. Damien, assign this a numerical rating. Uh, okay. See, I this might sound harsh, but based I gave the first, and I you know I'm like I'm just like a harsh uh, rater, I guess. But I do sure. go off the two and a half stars being average. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think I gave it one three and a half stars. I think I'm gonna give this one three. Okay. okay. Alex? I was going to give this one a two and a half, but I settled on a three. I gave it a four. That's I'm the outlier here. I know I'm in the minority, <laughs> but uh, to quote my classic catchphrase, if you don't like it, I feel sorry for you. And if you do like this, you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, we talked a lot about it. So I'm ready to get on to something else. It's um, going to be lit. <laughs> Silence. You know that. Yeah, that's why. That's why we really? need a laugh track. <laughs> you know the on Igor. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's fire. Which song is that? What? Uh, it's New Magic Wand, right? Yeah. Um, right, what's the next thing? What's the next topic? The next topic, oh my god, yeah, the next topic. Hey, we had two big albums drop this weekend. Ugh. I guess just... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Despite that sound that Alex just made, neither of them was a Pusha T album. Um, I wish. Yeah, me too. But uh, what? A, we're going to start with the bigger one. Uh, Post Malone just dropped a new album. Ooh. It's called Hollywood is Bleeding. That is what it's called. Yeah, I think it's Hollywood <laughs> Bleeding, yeah. like the... like. A conjunction, but yeah, a, a conjunction. Hollywood's bleeding, whatever it is. Hollywood's bleeding. Um, new album for Post Malone. This is follow up to Beer Bongs and Bentley's. Um, quick thoughts, Damien. Okay, uh, I think there's like a clear, uh, you know, there's like a. I I feel like a lot of the tracks, the beat production, is extremely well done. It sounds great. But, like, I don't think many... I think a lot of the beats lack kind of as much character as I'd want them to. But I kind of understand because it gives the artist, Post Malone, who we all know has incredible vocal and melodic potential, space to, like, shine on the tracks. But I kind of wish... Like, there are tracks with character. A lot of them, like, are really good and, like, distinct. But I think a lot of them are spacey and kind of uh, synthy. They're well made, but, like, I don't know. I guess I wish... I, I was hoping for a little more distinction from track to track i guess gotcha alex hit me with it quick thoughts um all right so i will come out and say it ahead of time i have zero respect for post malone in recent years i used to really like him i loved stony and august 26 but i lost a lot of respect for him in the interim with this album um he said and i quote i want to do something weird and funky and to me there's nothing weird and funky about making the same track aside from a few outliers um, there's nothing weird and funky about using hi-hats and, and 808 drums like over and over again. I don't think he was. I think a lot of his songs, 
there are more unique sounding songs on this album, I think, than Beer Bongs and Bentley. I hold. I mean, sure. I'm not talking about that album because I don't like that album. I'm either. just saying, like, okay, so I made like a list of some of the songs I like, but some of them, like, one of the ones I want to point out, like, his lyrics are just not that good. They're just not. That's okay. I'm listening to him purely for like his sound. Sometimes his beats, but like really just his melodies and stuff. Some of the songs I really liked, I really liked Allergic because it didn't sound like anything I'd ever heard from Post Malone before. I see. Um, do you guys remember uh, which one I it is? I think I do, actually. It's got like a lot of guitar in it. There like, was a lot of guitar in it. Like, it's so funny. I, I do remember it. I didn't I, download uh, it. I, I, I downloaded like, it uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 songs from the 17 song album. 12 of 17s. That's, that's a good album. So allergic is one of the five that I didn't download. I have ten. I have ten that I liked. I didn't. I don't download songs, but I, I had ten that I liked. Uh, Hollywood bleeding, I thought was good. A good I way to open it. the track. I, I do enjoy that song. It reminded me of Broken Whiskey Glass in the sense that it's like it kind of starts with like a more melodic, spacey, oh, open beat, and then it kind of picks up I the BPMs or at least picks up the the drums, and Posty kind of just goes in at the end, yeah. which I love. Yeah, um, I thought that there were some great features on this album. Um, some of them turned out better than others, I think. You got Future, you got Halsey, you got Travis Scott, baby. Uh, Sway Lee, baby. 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 How are you not going to say Ozzy Osbourne? Meek Mill, Meek Mill on the road featuring Meek Mill and Lil Baby. Yeah, and uh, you got the legend, obviously, Ozzy Osbourne. That's the best song on the album. It's We've been I waiting for Travis because- and Posty, that's the that's the only song that I'm like okay so like he actually did something different with it like that's that song is way out like that's what I love when like just two forces that you're like yo how is this gonna work it's like when Kendrick had uh, U2 and people were like yo well, how is that gonna be like as a hit and like that song's fire it's when you just meld these two genres I agree um I personally my favorite song was Circles really the single yeah. Okay, this is interesting because that is also one of the five songs I did not download. But that's like one of the premier singles off the album. I don't know. It didn't like hit right for me, but I'm going to keep listening. Also, Sunflower. Sunflower is amazing. Sunflower is amazing. Yeah, I'm excluding that I think that beat is one of the most like distinct beats on the album. I think it has like more character than most of this. this Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that song will be a hit without Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah, that song, and the only reason 100%. that song is on the album is to up his streaming numbers. Absolutely. Same reason why Drake put Hotline Bling on views. That song did right. better, I agree. like, relative, like, ratings-wise in the music industry than Spider-Man did in the film industry, I'd say. That song is fantastic. It's incredible. It's incredible. Unless I'm stuck by you. I'll say this about Post Malone also. Um, I think, like, from song to song, like, Post Malone has some fantastic songs, and here and there, I do really enjoy him. But overall, I feel like the way he talks about hip-hop... Yeah, that's your beef with him. Your beef is beyond his music. Your beef is just about his the way he treats hip-hop and the way he's mad disrespectful and shit. But, like, put that shit aside, please, and just, like... Yeah, but, like, still, this is, yeah. this is an album that sounds pretty much, like, front to back the same to me. I, but see, I think that's an ignorant point of view. It doesn't sound the same. I, but I would you know, I, see. I, I, I don't I, think it sounds as uniform as as other albums did, or at least as Beer Bongs did. But I think that some of the some of the songs do sound similar. But I think he gets more expen- experimental here than he has in a while. I some of the, so there were sections of this album. There's like a there's a fair part, portion of this album that I feel 
was more uniform than beer bongs and Bentleys. I mean, that's fair. People are gonna do. I go staring at the sun, the SZA song, and dude, Sunflower. I was I was let down. They sound exactly the same. I, I was pretty let down by staring at the song. I wanted it to be more. I wanted it to stand out. I think they they don't these songs struggle to stand out from one another. I think some of them do at least. Yeah. That's right, but point. I think I like the ones that do on their own. I, I think they like, all sound good. Um, you know, internet. I love okay. internet. I think I almost think should have opened the album with internet. It's like a, it's like a arena. Like that is a. For those of you who don't know, song. internet leaked a while ago um, with a Kanye reference track on it. Um, Alex, do you remember when that leaked? I honestly don't. It was like a couple months back. It leaked at a Kanye reference track on it. Needless to say, if Kanye West was really on that track, Kanye would have been on that track. Out a ten out of ten. Kanye would have fit. <laughs> Kanye would have fit beautifully on that track. I think Internet's a right. Dude. I think Internet is a incredible track. I think it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I don't really have too much more to say about this. But like, if you, I would say, if you like Post Malone, get out there and check out this album. Um, it's not really anything crazy new from what he's done. So if you like what he's been doing, you'll probably like this too. What's your favorite song off the um, album? Circles. What have you been listening? Okay, yeah. Wait, sorry. You've been listening to that mostly as well, Alex. Is there a song you've yeah. been playing on repeat from this album at all, or no? Uh, I'd probably put on the Travis. Dude, Ozzy I one. love "Take What You Want" and I love Saint Tropez, bro. Saint Tropez is I think so fire. So far, what he's like one, two, three, four, five, that's, six. I'm like, that's the post. No, no, that is the posty energy. I'm fucking down with that shit. Is fuck that so shit. good. Fuck that. No. I don't want to hear. Thanks, okay. Is a good ass song. It bumps. I listen to it. The people. only counting I want to hear is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the ten crack command. Miss what? Sorry for that whole okay. spiel, but <laughs> if you listen to twenty one, if you listen to like Rapid. bank account, like. Post these melodies, okay, fuck, like, listen, you said the lyrics are generally trash already, so, like, why are you going to hate on St. Tropez, especially there. beyond because, all these other Because songs. I think that, because I think that there's a difference between, like, not having substance and just not having things that sound good. Like, I don't... You like, don't think St. Tropez sounds good? Like, I don't think the words he's choosing sound good, no. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, I think. I don't really know how to... What's the best... What's the best Post Malone song? Best Post Malone song ever? Uh, up there, I disagree. Up there, I can't do. I, I, I'm going 92. Dude, explorer. that song is so fucking fire. It's ridiculous. That's not his best. song. No, it's not his best song. Really, no, that, but it's so it's good. a top five like song for sure. Fall apart is a top top five song, of course. I don't. Not White I Iverson, bro. I don't care. I don't care, dude. White Iverson is fire, bro. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Fun say fact. probably all mine would be from Stony. Like besides not gotta be for Yeah, Damien. Nah. On this song on Saint Tropez, when he says, "I just bought my girl a new necklace," one, two, three, four, five, six. Versace like, boxers not- on my dick. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't. I don't care. I care. I care. A little fun two, fact three, about four, five, six. Shit, I'm checking off my bucket list. My bucket list. Like fuck that. Sorry, it sounds better when he does it, man. Come on, you're not doing it justice. I, 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 that's I fucking doubt it, yeah? bro. Come on, give me give me a little false setup. Give me that give me that shake in your throat that post he does, that folk sound. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Fun fact about Post Malone, one of the first times one of the first times me and Josh hung out, three things came out that day, Josh. Can you name them? Uh yes, I can. Well, I can name two of my least. August 26th, coloring book. 
And was that the and, day Groovy Tony came out or whatever it was? No, that was the day that part came out. Oh, that part. Yeah, got it. But Monte. For those of you that is Post Malone's best song. That Yeah, that would be the only other thing. If you, if you know Monte Monte, then you are a real one, all right? That song is God unbelievable. Damn, that song is good. That's the reason I like Post Malone. Because I was like, what? That's I the reason I like you. Oh, that is the night like our, our friendship like really blossomed. I think. We hung out until like 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cold is an underappreciated song from Stoney. But I feel like that you would say the same thing that you say about St. Tropez. Like you... Yeah, it's good. It's fire as fuck. Yeah. Big Lie. Stoney's a great album. It's amazing. Too Young. Stoney too young. has album I, so much. I love Too Young too, bro. I don't wanna die too young. Dude, and we, were, we were big on Post Malone back in the day. We saw Post Malone. I've seen Post Malone like three times at concert. Yeah, I've seen him a lot. Wait, how many? One, two. Yeah, I think three times. And one of those times, we were like front row. That's dope. No that. option is no option is fire as fuck. Yeah, Stoney's his best album by a long shot. By a long shot, dude. Money made me do it. Broken Whiskey Glass is one of my favorite songs ever, too. But like it's not it's not like it's not the I love his cool jams too. Like I love Feeling Whitney and like I said up there is one of my favorite songs. Like that's not exactly a banger, but like the Pharrell production, like that shit's crazy. I love that song. I wanna see what's up there. So that's Pharrell, right? Yeah, I just said Pharrell production. Yeah. So fire. But anyways, all right, Damien, assign a numerical value to this album. Uh, out of five? Yeah. Uh, go, I'll go three. Nah, right. I, I probably I probably like the album more than I like the... Uh... Okay, hang on. FYI, no, no, no. We have to redo this. We've always, we've always done, we've done albums out of ten. All right, fine, Damien. Right, seven. That's, <laughs> it's just double it. Like, come on, go. I, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. it is. I want to hear you say it. Alex. Seven. <laughs> I like that. Seven. That was some ASMR shit. I'm on yeah. Seven. <laughs> seven minutes. Just seven minutes. Um, what am I giving this album? Uh, a five. That's what also what I'm giving it. Maybe maybe a four and a half. I'm gonna give it a five. Maybe a five and a half. I love. Posty. See I'm how so are you five. saying that I this love, album's amazing? I, I didn't say this album's amazing. Like, you're clowning me for hating it, but you're giving it the same rating I am. Because I think the reasons you hate it are stupid. All right, then it's a three. How about that? That's fine with me. I don't Alex, care. we need to talk about – I want you to explain to me, like, the the, uh, the rhetoric behind Posty's disrespect to, to hip-hop. Like, yeah. is, it, is, it, is it culture vulture, like, type stuff? Yeah, nah, he's always like, yeah, I'm not making hip-hop. Or, like, he was like, yeah, hip-hop can't be sad or some shit. Like – this is like years in the making now that he's been kind of just talking shit about it, but like every single one of his hits is like rooted the in sound. Like his the sound that blew him now. up is a hip hop sound, undeniable. Yeah, blend, so it's, it's like, like folk sound blend I, with it. Don't people. shit on the culture that made you. Like, yeah, like yo, does you he really shit? Like, he shit around wearing fucking he... braids and a grill. Like, he's a walking cigarette, and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways. Uh, we have another album. I'm going to give it, I said a five and a half. Yeah. We're, we have another album to talk about today. Um, probably, definitely lesser known, but definitely better. Um, Way better. <laughs> it is from the newest from Dreamville. Uh, we got Earth Gang. They just dropped their album. It is called Mirrorland. Um, and it dropped yesterday. So, Alex, quick thoughts. Mirrorland. 
the only way I can describe this album is if you take like the uncertainty and unpredictability of jazz music and made it hip hop. Because they just go in so many different lanes and like pockets. Like you feel like you're getting slapped across the face and it's unbelievable. If we're talking weird and funky, like Post Malone said he was trying to make, this is the weird and funky album. Like this shit's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Damien, quick thoughts. Uh, I actually didn't get to listen to it. I'm sorry. Dude, it's all right. That's not a big yeah, deal. Um, but you, you, you like Earth Gang. I do. Earth I, Gang. I do like Earth Gang. I, I like... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're like Dreamville has an eye for talent. Like it's undeniable. Like, the, like Earth Gang. Have you seen like their any of their live performances? Their color episode. Like, uh, I've seen like some both, clips on the internet. Both members, they, I don't know, they have incredible musical talent, melodic talent, and melodic like innovativeness. Like you're saying, like this, like I, I haven't listened to the album, like I said, but like I am completely, I expected and am prepared and excited for this kind of improvisation, like jazz esque. Uh, like tone to the to the music, like it's exciting and like it, it shows like their ingenuity and cre- creativity and like they're they're both excellent yeah. artists and I'm sure it'll be amazing. You've you've listened to what do you think about? Uh, I liked it a lot. I think it's definitely the most experimental music coming out of Dreamville right now, um, for sure. Um, and these guys can they're, they're the real deal. They can spit. They have like a fucking rap. They have great rapping ability and they have great like musical vision like for what they want their thing their albums or music to sound like and it seems like they really took it in the direction they wanted to um there's a lot of personality in it like it opened like i think like early in you get like that that skit where she's like ordering wings or some shit and it's just like like very like telling of like atlanta and where they're from and like that's just cool and um one thing i noticed on the album alex this is kind of a small tidbit on top down, I think the song is called. He says "White like Othello." So good, and that I don't know if he's in like straight off like interpolating Frank Ocean, but I assumed he was because he met he shouts out Frank Ocean later. Yeah, there's a few references to like Eminem. Um, like he talks about like Eminem and Kim. He talks about Frank. There's a lot of like this album. This is a dense album. Yeah, I listened to it like two or three times. Yeah. Top Down is incredible. Tequila with T-Pain is like a samba track, pretty much. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I just really enjoyed, like, hearing how wild this album could get, but still feeling like... Like, they never stray too far from, like, their sound. It felt cohesive. It felt just like, you know, like, it was... It felt like an album, but within each song, it was kind of sporadic and, like... You know, you can't hold them down. You can't pin them down somewhere. They're going to make all these different songs. They dropped a single a while ago, Proud of You, with Young Thug. Um, and that song is just crazy with energy. And uh, I absolutely love that song. So, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's a crazy beat switch on there. If you guys haven't heard it, go check that out. But, like, There's a few beat switches on this album. I'm just talking that song in particular. But, yeah, yeah. another one of my favorite songs on there was Trippin' with Kalani. Ooh, yeah, that song was awesome, and Wings. I loved Wings. Damien, I think you're Dude, really gonna like I, this album. I, they also had Swivel, I, which was I cannot the, wait. the single they put on the Dreamville album. First, yeah, yeah Damien, first thing we'll do it. after this podcast, we'll fucking listen to the whole album. Yeah, you're is, not gonna go watch Avengers a, Endgame. With fuck them, Avengers Endgame. I have no that. interest. I still haven't seen the most no. recent Avengers. That's like, and I'm like, it's not you a priority. I still have not seen Endgame. 
Uh, you're a little crazy. Yeah, no, you guys love you guys love the Marvel shit. I've just never been too into it, bro. Once you like, once you if you're brought up on Lord of the Rings, no other franchise is gonna get you hype. I'm sorry. Alex was Yo. brought up on Lord of the Rings, and okay. I saw Lord of the Rings when I was pretty young too. I just I didn't know, really. Care. I don't think you know. I don't think shout you know out. what I'm talking about. I don't think you know Lord of the Rings. Aside, we're, we're missing Grant right now, but shout out to us doing the Lord of the Rings marathon. Mm-hmm. At Damien's house. Like two years ago. Was it two it years ago? two years ago, bro. It had to have been, yeah, At two Damien's years ago. old house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably doing it again this year. I'm going to try oh, yeah. to bring they, it they have They have the Two Towers and the Return of the King on Netflix now, but not the Fellowship of the Ring. So, like, that's kind of, yeah, that's trash. Like, and they're not the extended versions, are oh, they? They're not. They're not. So what's the point of even? Watching oh, well, I mean, like, not nah, people. They're gonna <laughs> struggle to get. Like, I mean, it's like it has a cult following. So those are the people that are obviously gonna create a fair amount of the hype around it. But like I mean, people, like, like we said, like you know how like the pacing in Lord of the Rings is phenomenal. But two hours fifty minutes. What was it? Chapter two. Two hours fifty minutes. Something around there. It's like that is yeah. a daunting task for most casual movie watchers. And like just by definition, like a casual you know member of a group is like there's more of them than like the you know cinephiles and shit like that. But so like a three and a half hour movie, which is I'm pretty sure there's there's I'm pretty sure there there are three and a half hours and more without being extended. Return of the King is like oh yeah, four hours. Exa- I think Fellowship of the Ring without being extended is three fifty. I don't know if that's sure. That's definitely is wrong. it not that long, bro? Three fifty for nah. It's they get longer as they go long. along. I can't remember. Well, I, I've seen the extended yeah. versions of all of them, and I guess that like fucks with me. My dad only watched Return of the King extended is two hundred fifty-two minutes. So I'm talking. That's literally four hours. That's so long. And but like, yo, like, Return of the King, like, if you want, like, a four-hour movie, yeah, it's scary. But like, at no point in Return of the King am I like, yo, this is bad or like, not even scary. close. Bro. I don't, think, Alex. I don't understand why people are like scared of watching a four-hour movie at home. Like, it's a long time, but dude, pause it in the middle, go to the bathroom, re-up on your snacks, come back, finish. People, people, let me tell you this. If you're scared of ever, if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings and you're scared of watching all three extendeds, there is no better method. There's a built-in intermission in each of the three movies. We did one a day over like a weekend. When you get to the intermission, go to Leroy Deli. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go Just to Leroy Deli. Chicken over fries. Get, yeah, get a big gallon of water and a bag yeah. of chips. Listen. And then you do not need to get off your couch because the fucking Lord of the Rings is the greatest story ever told. Get your shit beforehand. Make sure you poop. Every, take laxatives, get it all out, and sit the fuck down and watch the whole movie. Do not get up. Don't blink. Don't do anything. Watch the fucking movie. It's phenomenal. And you shouldn't even talk about, like, you don't even have to talk about how daunting watching Return of the King is until you've watched the first two, which are also long as fuck. So at that point, if you're not invested enough in the story and you don't care or appreciate it enough after Fellowship of the Ring by itself, let alone watching the Fellowship of the Ring and then the Two Towers within, like, a reasonable time frame, so you get, like, the cohesiveness of it but regardless if you don't if you don't want to watch the third one after that you don't want a four-hour masterpiece then don't watch it yo damien what's your favorite Lord of the Rings? uh the return of the king i watched all of them back to back to back and like it, it really like you can't make a body of work that like all wraps together so well and like everything is it's just perfect and like i i remember this like i have a specific memory of uh we were like traveling, my family and I, and I had like my dad downloaded all the movies on the iPad. We were doing a lot of driving. So I watched all of them in the car, actually. And I finished The Return of the King in the car, was sobbing my fucking 
I was sobbing. Hell right? yeah, I was sobbing. My parents did not know what was going on. They turn around, they're asking why I'm okay. I tell my dad, I'm like, I just watched the, the Return of the King descend. Like they were like, Aragorn just said, "You bow to no one to the hobbits," and everybody on Gondor just bowed. <laughs> That's the best quote. And he's like, "I understand, son." <laughs> and like we just kept driving. <laughs> That's so I'm funny. bawling my eyes out Yo, in the backseat. Not gonna lie. Is there anything more gangster than the fucking king of Middle Earth? To Hobbit, son, you bow to no man. Like, yo, that gets me so... Dude. I want to punch a hole through the wall when I hear that. I'm like, yo! Oh, dude. It's crazy. It was, it's a, it's um, a transcendent experience. That's all I could say. It truly is. It's it's unlike any other... story ever told. Like, I'm telling you right now. Film. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean shout out to like, Tolkien, you know? Not like three, Peter... Peter Jackson killed it, obviously. But. Yeah. Well, no, shout out to yeah. Peter Jackson for making that come to life like that. So um, I'm going to hit you with something I read this weekend. Or actually, Wait, real quick. Yeah. Before we're off Lord of the Rings, what's the best quote? You just said it. No, no, no. Like the most memorable to you. You shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really watch. I mean, I've seen Lord of the Rings. I've seen all the extended versions, but like, I don't rep it like that. One of my favorite the best things. There's countless I gems, dude. I, 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 I know Damien loves it. Damien loves the uh, when did Saruman the Bro, that's the best line. Wait a second. I forgot so, about dude, that. Dude, the best line of the entire Dude, movie that is, is the best line. Gandalf is the biggest dude. G, literally, of all time. <laughs> no, 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 fuck the off. Best line in that movie, no, dude, the best line in that movie is where they're walking with the ring and Sam's like, can I help carry the load? <laughs> It's like a close in of his like supple lips. It's like share the load. They totally <laughs> listen. Um nothing wrong with that. Nah, it's it's not Batman and Robin, it's Frodo and Sam. <laughs> He's like, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you, Mr. Frodo. Like that's He's a fucking you want a home like that. Fucking volcano. Man's got thick skin. You want a homie like that. Like, yeah. Get you a friend. I want a dog there. like that, bro. Anyways. Facts. So I was talking to uh, my boy, Ben. Shout out, Ben Kamen Um I was talking to him last week, and I was talking about film Twitter and, like, that it's a mess. And he was like, yo, there's, like... Skiskiskiska. Okay, I still don't get that, and I'm not going to address it. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't edit it out, because anyone on film Twitter will know and just I know... I didn't say I was going to edit it out. I just said I'm not going to oh. address it. Uh, Anyways, he was telling me about academic Twitter and how, like, there's, like, obviously, it's not that crazy that there's other communities on Twitter, but I didn't think, like, there's a whole community of, like, academics that are definitely using Twitter to, like, the fullest, you know what I mean? Just, Wait, like, like, teachers or, like, grad students? I, I think it's just, like, people who love academia and just want to learn yeah, yeah. that new information and, like, yeah, and value, like, the scientific process. They're, like, getting new discoveries, probably, and shit like that, like... I'm like, man, I'm not using Twitter. The first Twitter account I made that I didn't actually uh, end up using because I'm still not Twitter savvy, but I'm work- I'm getting there. I followed so many academia accounts, like so many science reporting. Uh, it's not like information journalism, technology accounts, like just like n- like news, scientific and academic news. That shit is compelling shit, and it is it's worthwhile keeping up on it's it's interesting to learn about for sure there's a lot going on in the world that you can know about but instead i choose to subject myself to uh film twitter memes and call me by your name stan (laughs) so 
I think I'm doing it right, honestly. Um, like someone, someone like tweeted earlier, and they're like, "Thick boy autumn, let's go." And like here for that. <laughs> I could, I could be I could be looking at news, but like I'd rather see I'd rather see like that. <laughs> right? I'd rather see thick boy autumn. Well, it wasn't a picture. It was just like him saying thick boy autumn. I mean, I'm there. I'm, I'm living it right now. Been living thick boy autumn my whole life. <laughs> 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 um, so the new two egg boy egg boy. Oh, kiss me, fatty. <laughs> you remember that from, from it too? Kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> Yo, Pennywise is out here literally clowning people. It's January Embers. My heart burns there, there too. That kid had a Ben that had a glow up big time. Dude, Ben had a serious glow up. He's just rich. When they're cutting out from like his room and they like cut out to his house, and they cut out again it's bigger. And they cut out it's bigger again. Like, they were all so wildly yeah. successful in their individual lives. It was crazy. That's what I hate. See, like I it hate when too shit much, does dude. that. Like, like in Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec ends. It's like yo, literally everyone is famous, and like Leslie's, Leslie's the, president. the fucking president. That's why last week when I, no, she's not. She's the governor, I think, or some shit. But, uh, I definitely think she's maybe president. she was president. I don't know. Well, like they don't say it, but like she has yo, secret service. Here's my point, though. You would have. I don't know. Here's my point. Remember last week when we asked you like what sitcom would you live in? That's why I said mm-hmm. Parks and Rec because everything works out for everybody. You know what I mean? It's happiness. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so I just uh, – shout out Big Stew. He's picking me up the new 2K right now. Oh, Best Big Buy. Stew. I ordered it. He's picking it up for me. Um, <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. You're an idiot, Alex. Let me ask you Fuck Ronnie 2K. Fuck Ronnie 2K. Um, NBA Live, son. Let's get it. <laughs> yo, I love the memes where it's like, yo, when you re- when your girl's like, yo, I got you the new NBA game, and it's like you find out it's NBA Live. Dude, I think I had like a – old nba live like with jason kidd on the cover and that shit slapped dude. that was fun, fun. Dude, yo, jason old Kidd's nba fire. live was fire but once they left for a while and then came back a couple years ago to try to rival 2k it was foolish mm-hmm. of them but here's my point here's what i want to get to a lot of outrage has been going on about 2k right now because of the whole microtransactions thing mm-hmm. um and the idea that the game promotes gambling at a very serious level and should not be rated e for everybody um, no, see, that's stupid. Well, let me further. Damien, are you like familiar with this? Uh, I understand like the uh, the risk of gambling that so, exists like, within gaming culture, and like especially like with microtransactions. Well, it's ability. just like yeah, it's like loot boxes and yeah. like is it know, EA? Like, Does EA do two K or they own a stake? No, it's it's two K. Well, but EA is notorious for loot boxes. They've taken a lot of my money that way. Okay, but I think it's different if it's a game that's rated M because it's for adults, but like. Yeah, but what what kid do you know is like I can't play Call of Duty because it's M. You know what I mean? Like kids are playing. The matter of the game is usually what like the habits that people form with like the a gaming economy is not usually like is I guess that's just something that's not typically considered in game ratings. But I guess maybe it should be is what they're saying. That's what I'm saying. I think a part of me is like yeah, and the ideal is the most ideal thing would be like if you could like find a way to bully 2K into removing this feature altogether because 2K is severely broken. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. Um, but always has, in 2K, the system of microtransactions is severely broken most prominently in the My Team game mode um, because, you know, you can pay. It's pay to play, essentially. It's like you pay to win. And because they're on this expiration date of, okay, we need to make sure that people feel like they're getting enough out of this game, but only within the yearly time frame, right? Because next year there's another 2K coming out. So by this time of year, 
or by a couple months ago, like basically a couple months after the game come out, and it's really about how much you want to pay to get here. Like you can have a my team full of all ninety nines if you want to, if you're willing to fork over the money for it. And I think that that's bullshit because it makes that whole that makes that whole game mode completely monetary and like like it's all about how much you're willing to put in. And I, I mean, do they have no trash. ranking system? Is it strictly random? Like nah, dude. They used to have like my team. My now team they is, don't. My team is a lot more like. My team is where it gets crazy. Like, yo, I, I know for a fact I've spent like a hundred dollars at least on just my team. Dude, for sure. That like just I would just buy packs. Cause like that's First it's like, all, yo, I just need that like, addicting. It's gambling. it is. It's so fire when you get someone. Dude, it's so fire to buy a, it, it, a box it, of packs and just see them opening one by one by one. But then you're pissed when you get nothing, which happens way too much. And I think that they should it, look, I, I actually think they should move further in that direction. If people are going to be allowed to pay for boxes and packs, make things more rare. Like, there should only be, like, five ninety nines in the entirety of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you have that, like, yeah. it should be the most coveted thing ever, not something you can get all the time. And I know there aren't that many actual 99s in the game, but if you're getting – I see someone pull up with a team with pink diamond everybody on their starting five. Like, that's fucking garbage. You know what I mean? Unless that yeah. dude paid literally thousands of dollars, and I better only see one of those people in my entire time. <laughs> you are well, ready to rage, thing, bro. You are ready to play about... one game of basketball online against a stacked team and be like, fuck this, bro. Most of the people, I mean, if they, have, they have a huge body of gamers, right? Like, like how many people buy this fucking game? A lot of people buy this Yeah, a lot of people. I don't know. So, like, so just, like, based off, like, wealth, like, distribution, like, you cannot be running into too many teams like this. Yeah. Well, yo, here's nine million nah, copies you... they sold for NBA 2K19. That's a fuck talk. Here's the thing about, here's the thing, like, I don't really have a problem like with the whole gambling thing. Like I guess technically it is. I have more like GTA five. Here's the reason why I hate the online because it's either yo to get this car. You either need to play only GTA all day, every day or pay like $200 to get all the things necessary to buy this. You know what but I mean? That's not even and that it's crazy like, though. Like if you really want, the, but they've been doing it for years, but if you want the best rewards in a game and especially an online game, you should be willing to dedicate your time. What I'm saying is you shouldn't have the option, but they make it too hard. That. Okay. But that's, that's a separate thing. I, think See, I don't pay, think you should get rid of microtransactions. Entirely I didn't say because you should either. You. I just don't think that if you choose the microtransactions route, you should be able to be so fucking dominant in my team. That it's not even fun for other people to play. That being said, I just spent a hundred dollars in the legend edition of NBA 2K20. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, see, and that's I'll always buy into it. Like when I, I don't play 2K or GTA anymore, but like when I played both, well, I didn't buy for GTA, but like 2K, exactly. I was funneling money. That's all you wanted. I was doing whatever I could it's, to dude, get it's some addicting VCs to buy things crazy to just open up it's one the, more. Let pack. me ask you a question. You don't think that there are kids that are like 14? From the standpoint of the game developers, it's like an entire wild. revenue stream that they'd be ignoring. No, exact no, dude. That's how they make most of their money because I was telling Alex yesterday. Most of the people probably spend – most people who play my team probably spend more yeah, money over the course of the year on an VC than they do on the actual game itself. Dude, you could buy like six games. Yeah, I do. You I do. Put, like pay. Yeah. Dude, do you realize yeah. that GTA Five is the, the best-selling media property of all time? Like more than movies and shit. Like – yeah, do you know that when Modern Warfare 2 came out, like, back in the day, it broke the same record. It was the highest-selling form of media, any, uh, all music, movies, anything like that. Dude, that's because Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 is the best uh, Call of Duty game that ever came out. Yeah. 
Like, people funnel money into these games. All right, let me change the subject and hit Damien with a question. Yeah. Damien, are you ready for this question? Hang on. I like to say I'm very glad we, we spoke video games. I feel like that's something we don't talk about often. Dude, I think they're, I think they're yeah. worth the conversation. Hell yeah, dude. video games are dope. You excited, Alex? Are you excited for Cyberpunk? Hell yeah, I will be buying that. Dude, people are think like people are already talking about how it might win Game of the Year. I don't know necessarily how you can have that prediction. I guess maybe they know the team behind it, but it's the same way I can predict that things that haven't come out yet are gonna be like, oh yeah, that'll be nominated for Best Picture. Like, yeah, I'm excited for Cyberpunk. All right, Damien, you ready for this? Yeah. So let's you, do it. Hit me. For those of you who don't know, Damien is our resident snack expert. Oh, uh, this is Damien. Good. I'm going to hit you with a couple of rounds. I'm literally eating questions. Chinese food as we speak. Damien, right. top three chips. Go. Top three chips. All right. Spicy, sweet chili Doritos. Yes. Uh, Alex was like, oh, my God. I, this is why I love Damien every man. Wise honey barbecue chips. Not Lay's. Wise specifically. Nice. They killed the honey barbecue game. Like, Lay's can't hold a candle to it. Okay. Can I count, like, uh, like nah. I don't know if those count. Like like little like corn puff type snacks. Yeah, like no, count it, count it. Jalapeno popper Cheetos. Yeah, I don't even know Cheetos. if they're Cheetos, but like they're little fucking cheese balls, jalapeno flavor. They come in a 99-cent bag. They're green and they're mad good. They might be wise, too. Okay, you love the, the wise. They're mad bar. good. All right, ready? Top three candy bars, go. All right, Twix. 100%. That cookie center. Mm. Oh, give me that. Fuck. What else? Let's go. I'm going to go... I don't eat candy bars mad often, but if we're talking candy bars... Damien, that's I'm a like, lie. I've seen you put yeah, down candy. Bro, you know, candy, candy, but candy and candy bars are two different fucking things. When's the last time you ate a Hershey bar? When is the last time you ate a Hershey bar? Nah, yo, let me tell you. Like last week. Hershey bar with You're almond weird. is a top three candy bar. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe. I like crunch bars. Okay. Crunch is dope. And then I'm a, I'll probably go... I fuck with Snickers, bro. All Snickers right. is top three. It's pretty trash. Snickers is good. I'm probably Snickers going not top three. People eat three musketeers. That's the shit that blows my mind. Three musketeers is my number one. Yeah, that's I've always hated that about you. Three musketeers is number one. Three musketeers is number one, and that's yeah. why Alex and I have a podcast. Fuck that, dude. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Where's the ranking? WTR. Damien, uh, I have a question. Number two for you. is Twix. Number two is Twix, and number three is Milky Way. That's my list. Right. I wasn't Way. ranking them. I was just doing Milky my Way three is foolish to have on the top three. You're an idiot. Dark chocolate Milky Ways are the fucking milk chocolate. I mean, uh, Milky Way is is foolish. I haven't had a Milky Way in like ten years. <laughs> I'll give that ten over Three Musketeers any day. Damien, top three candies, not chocolate. Uh, not chocolate. Okay. Uh, watermelon Sour Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, dude, I'm I'm thinking of a lot of sour shit right now. Sour's bomb. It's a really, it's a really good candy. Not chocolate. It's like I like Twizzlers, bro. I love Twizzlers. Okay. Right, Re- regular Twizzlers. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, and I like Twizzlers. Those are better. The one. What's the shit? The see, peel Twizzlers where you can like peel off the individual strands. Nah, I see. Fuck those. Yeah, fuck those. That. Compared to the regular Twizzlers, I don't, I'm not feeling those. Okay. And then, oh, God, dude, dude. Do Gushers count, yes. bro? Yes, absolutely. Because oh, those are fire. Gushers in the back in the day, I would put down a whole box yeah, if I could. Let me ask you one last question. I Damien. could eat Gushers infinitely. Yeah. I'm going to ask you one last question, Damien. You ready? Mm-hmm. You're going to the movies. You can get a snack, a candy, and a drink. What are you getting? 
Ooh. I mean, it should be obvious based off of that. I'm going to get fucking big-ass, large popcorn. Butter? I'm going to get a big-ass, large Coke. Coca-Cola. Best drink butter? in the world. You get butter on the popcorn? Probably wouldn't. If it was just me, I would not get butter on the popcorn. Okay. I do that to appease other people. Me. Uh, <laughs> and then I'd probably... I could go... Yo, I might go with those Butterfinger Bites that they sell at the theaters Fire. you know, talk about. Those fuck with your teeth, though. That's a problem. Yeah. I've been putting down bags of Snickers Bites recently. I'm like, oh, I like Twix oh. Bites, too. It'd probably be the Twix Bites. bites so good. Twix Bites. Three Musketeer Bites. Throw those bitches. Do they have those? Three Musketeers. Those are awful. They definitely do. I know, I know the people that fuck with Three Musketeers. Coming, coming from the man that St. Tropez is a good song. Fucking idiot. Dude, it's a great song. Keep listening to it. Keep Damien, listening. you're not the Post Malone expert. Damien, I have one more I snack question for you. Me. Because me, me, me and Josh got into a heated argument about this. My whole life, I've, I've, there's been one constant in it, and that <laughs> constant is Pop Tarts. What are your thoughts on Pop Tarts? I think they're a low quality pastry, dude. Yes, I'm not. Thank you. I mean, I'm not saying they're, they're like. Yes, you are, Alex. You were saying that I was a fucking idiot for not liking Pop Tarts. But like, day. I'm. Do you? I would, said, dude, hot, cold, doesn't matter the flavor. Pop Tarts are fucking trash. You think Pop Tarts are bad, Damien? They're like they're like barely a step above a cracker. Like wow, nah. See, I gotta climb both of y'all. Yo, nah, go. Bad, so. I've never been a fan, bro. I like I, I want that toaster strudel commercial type shit. Go you know toast I mean? a pop tart. A no, strawberry I, frosted pop tart. They're skinny, dude. They don't have that gooey inside that I'm. No, when you for. toast it, they do. No, they but don't. It's not, it's not enough in there, bro. And the, and the quality of that like dough. You want like, like a double stuffed pop tart. I want like no. a quadruple stuff. I want the fucking strudel from Glorious yes. Bastards. Yes. Yo, this hurts me because I love, yo, Pop-Tarts, you give me any flavor, most flavors I'll eat. Alex, that's because you'll eat anything if the sugar count is high enough. <laughs> yo, pop- piece of shit if it was coated in chocolate and dipped in sugar. Yo, Pop-Tarts for breakfast, you can do it. Pop-Tarts is a midday snack. Yo, you, you can, can do eat it. fucking cake for breakfast if you want to. You're an adult. That doesn't mean it's a good, healthy breakfast. I'm not You're an adult. adult. You can eat cake for breakfast. We're not talking health now. I, dude, I used to eat in college. I used to have Cinnabons for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> it was fire, though. Dude, I knew this kid in high school like that would eat three bagels with butter and cream cheese for breakfast. So they're like two butter with butter. Butter and one cream cheese. cheese? One, two with butter, one with cream cheese. No, butter and cream cheese is a move. Butter and cream cheese is definitely not a move. It is. You do cheese butter on one side, cream cheese on the other. Damien, how do you get your bagel? One second, I'm swallowing Chinese food. Jamie. All right, no eating all right. on the podcast. All right, all right. No, no eating on the podcast. I swallowed, all right. <laughs> Damien swallowed, you can quote me. All right, uh, I would go with a buttered fucking bagel. Buttered toasted bagel or buttered bagel with locks, bro. You're an idiot. All right, here's how you do it. You get the bagel, you toast that bitch, you throw on some cream cheese, some locks, some onions, and some tomatoes, and you wrap that bitch up because it's perfect. No, nah, dude, butter and locks. Fuck cream cheese. I'm not a fan. No, cream cheese is the dankest. Or you can make me the fattest bacon, egg, and cheese, chicken cutlet, hash brown sausage with an extra egg, hot oh sauce, and mayo God. on a bagel. <laughs> that shit would be fire. They have that at that the corner store near your house, right, Damien? No, they don't have it, but I order it, and they hook me the fuck up. Fire. Yeah. That's fire. What is it, Montrose Deli? That's the fucking spot. That's the best eatery in all of Westchester. Fuck Rockies. It's yes. overrated. It's it's cash only. It's 24 hours, but so is the Montrose Deli. There's not enough space in there for the amount of people that go because it's overcrowded and it's open. Yo, Montrose Deli is 24 hours? Yeah, it is. That's fire. That's fire. Well, so is Christina's now that I think about it. 
Christina's is 24 hours? I'm pretty sure it is. I doubt it. I'm looking it up right now. Christina's Deli, if y'all are in Queens, I'll hook you up. Come to. Will you? Uh, yeah, Christina's is 24-7. All right, guys. 24 hours a day. You can hit I haven't out. been there in quite some and time. the grill's always on. That's huge, bro. You can get hot sandwiches in the middle of the night, bro. Yeah. We've pulled up there at 4 a.m. multiple times over the summer. They always help us out. Yeah. Alex, when I see you this week, you have to buy me Christina's now. I'm, I'm just... not buying you. I'm talking to the fans. I am a fan of the show. We're going to Cats anyway. You know the deal. We're going everywhere. Yo, that cat's trailer. We should talk about that. We oh, talk about that, bro. No, we we'll, we'll, we'll have you on when the movie comes out. I will oh, talk Lord. About I don't know if I'm prepared or even qualified. No one to... is. That's the beauty Amy, your, your brother might be. Dude, I Oliver needs to get on the show. Oliver, he's going to be on. I need to be on the show with for, Oliver, though. For the record, guys, we have Oliver slated for an episode already. It is not. We're not going to tell you what it is. Okay. Not, well, Damien will discuss off air. Um, but we do have a topic and an episode and a time frame set for Damien's brother Oliver to come yes. on the podcast. We have a lot of exciting stuff in the next few months. We so do, dude. I'm so ready. excited. Um, there was something I was going to ask you. Oh, or just tell you. So Alex and I are seeing each other this weekend. Um, oh shit! Which is big. We haven't seen each other in a while. Um, but we're gonna go and hit. We're hitting a Tyler the Creator concert. Uh, we're gonna be doing a bunch of rowdy shit. So make sure you're paying attention to the Instagram story. And all that good stuff, because we'll probably hit you guys with some good content. You can oh, maybe we'll like live it at our bromance. I literally suggested we go live at some point. You were like, "Yo, it's fucking dumb. We're not doing." It. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go live, Alex, we can go live. But keep posting on that. Keep an eye out. But we got a couple more things to talk about before we get out of here. A little bit of news. A little bit of trailers. Firstly, because we were talking about Lord of the Rings, you guys see Will Palter is slated to star in the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Oh, it's the yeah. Amazon series, right? Yeah. Is so, yeah. it the most expensive like TV show production of all time? I think it's up there. It's pretty expensive. How is Will – I mean, Will Poulter's a great actor. I just think it's a super daunting task for anybody to be like at the forefront of a show like this. Yeah, yeah. it has a lot riding it's, it's, on it. No, it's, it's going to be tough. They're, they're going to be up against some – Harsh criticism from people who want and expect a lot. Yeah, I think they'll deliver like, that. That's the way the movies are. There are still people out there that don't like the movies. So, well, dude, I mean, I, The Hobbit, which is all, Peter Jackson, I was like, not nearly. I mean, I don't think anybody was as much of a nearly as much of a fan of The Hobbit as The Lord of the Rings. I'll hit you with another piece of news. Um, and I don't want to talk about this too long because I, I like keeping her name out of my mouth. But uh, Nicki Minaj allegedly. It's retiring from music. Well, apparently, like, right after she came out and said that that was a rash and, like, quick. Yeah, so I have another reason to like her even less. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a post uh, about that. I saw her tweet. And I was sure within seconds that she would have features, multiple features out within the coming year. And then yeah. if drop a whole return album. Like, literally, if it would take that long. No like rapper. There's no shot she's retired. No rapper has ever retired when they said they were going to retire. Yeah. Not a single one. But, like, if Nicki were to retire, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. There are just better female rappers out there right now. Go listen to no-name people. It doesn't even matter about that. Like, she's just whack. She's been whack for she, years. Yeah, but people are like, she's the queen of the rap game still. I'm like, she's not. Neither is Lizzo, though. Nike Stallion is the queen of the rap game right now. Oh, that's a fact, Josh. Rhapsody. Not Rhapsody can spit better than Megan Stallion, but Rhapsody can spit better than most people. Megan Stallion and the baby carried their XXL cipher by a mile. Dude, Megan Stallion is out here, and I I adore her. She's awesome. I cannot wait for Rolling Loud, bro. 
Damien, you're coming to Rolling Loud with us. Let's oh, go. That's going to be some shit right there, bro. Oh, my yeah, God. That's going to be crazy. Um, I'll hit you with another piece of – oh, we forgot to talk about the singles. Let's talk about these singles that we got. This I week. mean, we also have bad boys. There's a lot. We may have to, like – We may have to cut some stuff. But real quick, guys, Danny Brown dropped a single. Um, it was cool. It's experimental. Um, it's definitely a unique sound. Um, I think it says good things are going to be coming from his album. I'm not the biggest Danny Brown fan. But uh, if you like him, check that out. Alex, you want to say something about that real quick? Yeah, I just I love Danny Brown. And uh, there's really no one making music like he is. Like, all his albums are just crazy different and unique in their own right. And this this being fully uh, executive produced by Q-Tip, like, That's I don't know awesome. what the hell this album is going to be, but it's going to be fire. So we will be talking about that for sure. For sure. Um, we also, Damien, do you have anything you want to say about Danny Brown's single? Uh, no, I, I didn't know it was actually, I, I listened to it. I liked the video. I don't know if you saw it. I have not uh, watched it yet. It kind of has a vibe of like Eric Andre on the street, but like the whole music. That's not so But it's mad good. And um, I like the song. I like the bounce of it. And I did not know it was produced by Q-Tip, but that is a. Well, I, think well, I don't think this song was, but yeah. I know the album is yeah, executive, executive producing, not producing, producing. It says um, on the, uh, under the YouTube video, it says produced by Q-Tip, not executive. But I don't know if that's just like. Ooh, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Either way, uh, Damien, you hear that John Mayer single? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Fire. Guys, John Mayer's back, baby. He dropped a new single. It's called Carry Me Away, I think. All right about that, anybody? Yeah, carry me away. Carry me away. Um, I thought, I mean, it's classic John Mayer. You know, he can't, musically, I should say, he can't do any wrong. Um, Yeah, isn't he a weirdo? He's a weirdo. He said some stuff about his dick being a white supremacist way way back when. (laughs) Um, I'm not not here to comment on him as a person, but uh, I do like his music. And uh, his new single is fire, so go check it out. Um, real quick, uh, I want to talk about a couple of trailers and then we'll wrap up. I know we're getting kind of long here, but bear with us, people. Uh, Birds of Prey, the new movie that's coming from DC. You got Harley Quinn and that bitch at the helm. We saw an awesome teaser, literally for you guys. I don't know. Was it Damien? You see this this trailer? Yeah, I saw the trailer. Yeah. Okay, it was for me. I saw it a couple days ago because it leaked on the internet, but. I saw it, it came out like literally right before the movie started. Like they played the whole IMAX sequence that they usually do, like right before the movie starts. And then they cut right into that trailer and then they went to the movie. You know what I mean? So I'm sure they paid a butt ton of money for that. But it looks good. It's a very short teaser. um, But it looks like there's going to be a lot of action and it's going to be fun and exciting. To be fair, that's kind of how Suicide Squad looked for a while um, until it didn't. And then (laughs) we'll see how that goes. You can Um, always hope for better, right? You can always hope for better. Um, The only way they can go is Another trailer really excited about uh, is for a movie called Gretel and Hansel. Um, It is going to be a very dark telling of the grim fairy tale of Hansel and Gretel. Um, Alex, what were your thoughts on the trailer? It looks creepy as shit. Yes. They're really going full grim with it. And I really like that. that I don't know if the aspect ratio is going to be like this in the final film, but like the trailer has a very small aspect ratio. It's like a, literally a square. Where'd you see um, it on your phone? No, no, no. In theaters. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, super small. And uh, I'm hoping it, it, it keeps that. It's very um, like the lighthouse. It reminds like me of the witch. Like aesthetic. Or the witch, yes, yeah. Robert Eggers, either way. Um, but yeah, so that looks really cool. Damien, did you get a chance to see that trailer? 
I have not seen that trailer. But if it's anything, if it's reminiscent of the the witch, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Yes. Dost thou like the taste of butter? <laughs> <laughs> Black Philip owns owns my, my ass. ass. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was the best shit. Good um, callback. I feel one get more it. trailer we got. <laughs> I know it's the one that Alex is the most excited about. It is Bad Boys for Life, y'all. Alex, bad thoughts on Bad Boys? I love bad, bad Boys too. I think it's one of the funniest movies ever. It's one of the best action movies of like the two thousands. Um, two specifically, little, Bad Boys Two. Yeah, Bad Boys Two. <clears throat> I'm a little hesitant with this one. Uh, it looks like super over the top. Michael Bay's not directing it, so I'm a little. I hope it, it it doesn't feel like too just cheesy. Will Smith looks like he's having fun with it. Martin Lawrence has not aged well, but he still looks funny. Um, when is Will Smith having fun? What? Yeah, when is yeah. he? Like when After, is it? Yeah. He looks like he's having <laughs> a good time all the time. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Mike Lowry is just a fantastic character. Like Mike Lowry's Mike a legend. Lowry. Boy, I got so many bitches like I'm Mike Lowry. Like, in the pantheon of cool characters, he's up there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. For sure. Um, But, yeah, no, we'll see that. I still haven't seen Bad Boys 2. I've seen Bad Boys 1. I was going to watch Bad Boys 2 last night, but uh, I started watching Scrubs. That one puckered my butthole. That movie is (laughs) so funny, son. Okay. I'm going to, like, cut that part out so it's just you screaming (laughs) butthole. You got to You got to put it over another video. All right. Did you post the video, Alex? No, no, no. Maybe you guys will know what I'm talking about when this comes out. Maybe not. We'll see. Like you will, people. Believe me. There's a great video of Alex in the vault right now. No, it's not of me. Let me clarify. Okay, it's not. But uh, (laughs) it has to do with Alex. Um, But we're gonna get it out to you guys. Trust me. Have faith in your boy, the people's champ, right here. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, you boys have anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, um, I want to say not he, Damien. Go first. This was fun. This was fun as fuck. Good ass. It was time. Great having it. Oh, yeah. Literally a pleasure. I'm excited to see Oliver just out class. Oliver top cats. It's exciting. Exciting news for sure. Oliver is one of the funniest people I know. Damien is one of the funniest. Definitely people tune in I for know. that episode, people. Damien, the, the Pisano brothers are unstoppable. Yes. Um, Alex, anything you want to say before we sign off? Um, I did have a story I want to say, but we're running a little long. Oh, so no, probably... say, dude, it's important. Say it. Okay. Um, so we're recording this today. It's been a year since Mac Miller died. Um, so RIP to Mac. But uh, this is this is kind of replacing the quote of the week this week. We're going to get a little sappy, folks. Bear with me. So I've seen Mac about nine or ten times uh, over the course of my life. And the last time I saw him was when he was performing at Binghamton uh, for Spring Fling. I was still going to school there. And there was like a whole mess of like problems. Like they switched the venue because it was going to rain. And then like the opener, Ty Dolla Sign, was super late. Um, and then Mac, like there were rumors that like he wasn't performing or whatever and this and that. And I, I was like, I was kind of tired that day and I was just like annoyed of all like the everything going on beforehand and that like we had somewhere to be after. So I just wanted to kind of get out of there. Uh, and like, I think I saw like him for one song. Maybe I may not have even, we did not No, Okay. We didn't. So I'll, I'll never forget. Um, right before, like we left, 
like we were debating whether or not we should and i and i was like yeah i think we should leave and like i was like yeah because i was like the biggest fan there i would say so i was like yo i've seen him before like i'm cool with leaving like i'm sure i'll be able to see him again and that was the last time uh, i got a chance to when he passed um and it like every time i think of mac like i think of that and it like upsets me but to tie it up back into like the quote of the week we're just gonna freestyle it uh don't don't like take shit for granted and just like the moment that you have like live in it eat it up just like do anything you can to to make that like a, a wholesome memory um like if you're at a concert put your phone away maybe like let it absorb all that you can like even if it's not the act like Think of like the stories that are happening around you. Like I got mad stories from mad concerts that don't even have to do with what's happening on stage. Like me and Josh have plenty from golf ball alone. Um, We're going to make some this weekend. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so just like, I don't know, cherish, cherish what you got. If you're in a bad mood because of something, like don't let that affect the event that you're like at. Um, And just, yeah, be grateful for what you got and be grateful for where you at. I don't really know where I was going with it, but uh, R.I.P. Mac Miller once again, one of the one of the my favorite artists. Um, Rest in power. We, yeah, we all we all miss you, and uh, I will definitely be bumping some Mac in a little bit. Gotcha. Preach, awesome. preach. Yeah, no, nah, uh, absolute legend, um, for sure. Definitely a sad day. <clears throat> um, but uh, so that was our episode, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, real quick before we get out, Damien, where can they find you if they want to hit you up, tell you that your snack rankings are trash? <laughs> okay, you can hit me up on my Instagram. It would be dpizano13 at D-P-E-Z-Z-A-N-O-1-3 on Instagram. Roast me. Do what you want. Twitter? What about the Facebook? I don't have one, bro. <laughs> well, no, what is it? Damien, we've shouted out your Facebook before on the show. Bro, what? No, fuck that. I don't even use it. Don't even bother. Eggbutt McManahan. Yeah, good luck spelling that shit. <laughs> sounds exactly how it sounds. Yo, my friend I'm made that just so she could add me to her list of like people that were attending a party, but I don't know how to use that. Yeah, um, and plug your Twitter, Damien. Oh, my Twitter. All right, that would be Damien the Tenth at Damien the Tenth. Damien spelled D A M I A N, and then the one O T H. Are you actually the tenth? Yes, I am actually the tenth. That's fine. The X on my driver's license and everything. I should have put Damien X. It would have been easier. That's fire, son! Holy shit! Yeah, Alex, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Samurai Paps. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Alex Paps One. You can find me on Letterboxd at AG Person One. I think. I don't think so. I think it's just AJ person. You've been you doing this for twelve episodes or ish. You, you can, well, because now I put the Instagram back. I'm trying to plug the Instagram again. Um, you and you weren't plugging your Instagram before? Not for a while. Why not? I stopped wow, you because so I didn't good. really care about Instagram. Um, and you can find us on on Twitter and Instagram at WTR Pod for all the best memes and polls and everything in between follow us some serious content coming out this weekend uh you can find me real quick at josh lempert letterbox twitter instagram you know what to do people um this has been where's the remote um will you thank you guys again for listening have a good one peace I put the pussy on a chain wax <laughs> <laughs>